Welcome to another episode of The Student Manager. It's Fonger News. With me is University of Houston Cougar student, Ben Dravel. How you doing, Ben? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. No problem. Now, for those of you that are listening, we have Ben Dravel, University of Houston. Most of you are probably thinking, why should I go to Houston? Well, again, the Student Manager Podcast, we are helping high school students and parents with the call of search and admission process, giving you real raw stories of universities. And Ben, we got to jump right into it and find out exactly why should someone even think about the University of Houston out in the big state of Texas? I mean, it's it's awesome out here. I really, I really do love it because I know Houston. Actually, um, when I was going into my college search, it wasn't really my top choice right uh, right away. But then I came out here. Uh, I love the city; super diverse. Uh, there's always something to do. It's a huge city, fourth biggest city uh, in the states. So um, I really do love it out here. The campus is great. The amount of opportunities to grow when it comes to sports business, um, you just you can't beat it. So. Yeah, I, I mean, most students and parents that I know out here in Southern California, they're sending their kids to either TCU, SMU, Baylor. It's so hard to get in the University of Texas, but we're going to get into some of the great things, and I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, do you know who the president of University of Houston is? That would be Renu Couture. Can you say that name again? Renu Couture. Yes. <laughs> Renu Couture is the president of University of Houston. And for those students that are listening, parents that are listening, and the reason why I ask people like Ben this question is, like, you got to know who the president of your university is. If you're working at a company, do you know who the CEO of your company is, right? But I got to tell you, Ben, Renu, I heard her on the radio. She is amazing in terms of what she's doing, how she's building the University of Houston up, facilities, everything going on. And, and we'll get into that in part of the podcast too. Um, but congratulations, because you passed the first test of even knowing being president. <laughs> so I always want to say, I always like to take a break too and, and talk about who we're sponsored by. I went to the Genesis Invitational a couple of weeks ago and Garrison Brothers, matter of fact, Garrison Brothers Whiskey is from the state of Texas. There so Garrison Brother Whiskey, I'm trying to work on a partnership with them. I told them I will give you free pub. I'm going to start giving my students. If you guys give me any bottles of whiskey, I will get the honeydew out there. That's my favorite one, the honeydew. <laughs> you could buy it at high time. Have you had Garrison Brother Whiskey yet? I have not, but I got to try it. I got to try it. Exactly. That's why I said, I'll get the college students drinking Garrison Brothers whiskey. It's a premium whiskey, but it's out there. Well, now I have to try it. Yeah, you'll definitely have to try it. And if they send me some, I'll, I'll definitely send you a little I bottle. I better be the first one, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What high school, let's talk about like coming out of high school. Where did you go to high school? And I think if I'm not mistaken, and you're going to inform us, you were homeschooled. Correct. Yes. So uh, I was homeschooled most of my life. Uh, I, would, I went to sort of like a, a private school sort of thing um, in middle school. But then high school was pretty much all at home or online or whatever you want to call it. I did a lot of dual credit classes. So we call it it's, it is homeschooling, but most of my courses I would take either online with the Austin Community College or 
in person at the community college. So that really, that helped me because it prepared me for college life now because I would have to go to classes at the community college and all these different sorts of classrooms that maybe I wasn't really used to being homeschooled, right? Because it's just me. (laughs) Right. Let me ask you that. So homeschooled for four years in high school. Correct. Was that your choice or was that mom and dad's choice? That was mom and dad. I, I'm i I'm more of an extrovert, so I like being around people. I like, um, you know, I would have loved to play at a, like at a real high school, you know, had that student section, that atmosphere. But, you know, that wasn't really up to me. <laughs> so, I mean, being an extrovert and being homeschooled, looking back at it now, if there was a high school student uh, thinking about being homeschooled, our, our parents out there listening, you might have a seventh or eighth grader, or whatever it may be, whatever year you're going to be homeschooled. What did you like about being homeschooled? What did you not like about being homeschooled? Okay. Yeah. Like I said, what I liked about it, well, it was, it was much more flexible, right? Because now I don't have to show up at school at nine o'clock or whatever it is and then be there all day. Um, as soon as I get my work done, you know, I'm done. I can, you know, relax, take a break, whatever it is. But that was definitely one of the benefits for sure. And being an extrovert, so I always found ways um, to get myself out there. So whether it be like I played for a freelance basketball team uh, just in a city just out of Austin, uh, San Marcos. It's, I, I was always looking for opportunities to make friends. I had a lot of friends that went to public school in New Braunfels, and so I would just go hang with them. So being an extrovert, it didn't really hurt me just because, like socially, because I always found ways to be to be out there. But that said, being homeschooled, you really have to work uh, socially on you know finding groups to really mesh and integrate yourself in because you don't have that school atmosphere, right? You're not in what are the band, the basketball team, whatever it is, you know, you don't have that little niche. For you to- there, yeah. There's no, there, there's no homecoming. There's no prom, right? <laughs> you can't go Friday night. Let's go to the football game. Exactly. <laughs> so how did you, what did you do? Yeah. Um, so most of my time I spent, I would go down to a lot of my friends live South of Austin. So I'd go I'd travel, drive down there and, I'd hang out with them. I'd go to their football game, their high school football games. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I had hung out with a bunch of my teammates who were also on this freelance team. Most of them are homeschooled as well. Uh, but yeah. So a- as this podcast is released as part of our March Madness series, uh, Ben uh, Dravel was a former student manager of the Houston Cougar basketball team uh, under Coach Kelvin Sampson a Final Four team in 2021. So it was COVID last year. Uh, uh, did you actually get to be part of that Final Four team and go and participate? So it was really interesting. There was all season, we were talking about the whole manager squad was going to go with the team. Uh, and then the NCAA came out with these regulations. You're only allowed to have um, – this certain amount, I think it was, I don't know, what was the number, 24, 26, something like that. This amount of personnel is allowed to be with the team. That includes the players, that includes the staff. And so it ended up being, I want to say two or three managers uh, ended up being able to go um, with the team and be in the bubble because uh, that's how it was. But they ended up flying, as soon as we made it to the Final Four, they ended up flying uh, the rest of us out. And so that was a really fun experience. We didn't have to work. We just got a, <laughs> we just got to go, fly out there, uh, party, have a great time. And unfortunately, it didn't go the way we wanted it to. But uh, it was still a great experience. And being around that team was, it was something else. It was special. 
And, and, and we'll talk about that. But for those that are listening, let's talk about getting into University of Houston. Because right now, if I asked you, uh, do you know the average GPA, average SAT, and average ACT? Let's see where you fall in line. Uh, let's see. I would say the average GPA. Ooh, um, I want to say, ooh, that's tough. I don't want to put us because I know Rice right down the road. And super, <laughs> I don't want to put us too low now. <laughs> and TCU, we got a lot of TCU listeners. A lot of people want to go to TCU. It's, I'm going to say this because TCU is kind of easy to get into. Yeah. Private school, yeah. right? TCU, seven, 8,000, but completely different. University of Houston, I mean, your president is really trying to make a push to be one of the top universities. I'm looking at best value from the Princeton Review. All right. It's one of the best value schools and number 39 U.S. News and World Reports in terms of institution. Now, the average GPA, and you tell me if you were above or below, it's 3.2. OK, uh, I was going to say 3.1. Yeah. OK, so what, what, what was your unweighted GPA, Ben, coming out of homeschool? Coming out, <laughs> I was a 4.0. I was a 4.0. So. And that we'll, we'll talk about that because part of that homeschool was during COVID. And I think every student coming out of COVID you, uh, was getting 4.0s. And they're like, yes. <laughs> SAT, the average SAT is 1,100. Did you take the SAT or did you take the ACT? I took the ACT, so I don't know much about the SAT. 1,100s to SAT for those of you who are listening. And if you want to know, if you score a... Average, or if you score a 24, that's the average ACT. So, Ben, where did you fall in that ACT line? I got a 32. So, I'm going to pause there because at 32, <laughs> anything with the three, those of you listening out there, students and parents, anything that starts with a three, a 30 is amazing. Like 28s and 29s are good. So, a 32, Ben, ACT, you could have gone almost to some of the top 25 colleges around the nation. You decided to stay in the state of Texas. You're from Austin. What other universities did you look at and why did you decide on Houston over some of the ones that we're going to talk about? Right. So really it came down to obviously Houston, uh, Texas State, uh, A&M, Texas A&M, and the University of Memphis were, were my last four. I was just that guy. I was applying to every school. And then, you know, my parents like, you need to relax. We're not paying the application fee for all. <laughs> but uh, so I applied a lot of places. Those are really the most realistic for that I wanted to go to. I chose Houston over, so let's say Texas State. Texas State is 25, 30 minutes away from my house. I love my parents. Uh, I was homeschooled, so I have to, right? <laughs> but, close to mom and dad. That's right. Yeah. I was like, I just don't know if 30 minutes away from my parents is really like, that's a little too close. It's too close. Two and a half hours. Oh my God. That's the perfect location. A&M have a lot of friends out there. I just hated, and this is a personal opinion. So sorry if I don't want to offend anybody. I just personally, I hated the campus um, walking around. I was like, this just, this isn't me. So yeah. And that's, that's why I chose, chose Houston. Memphis is Super far. It's way too far for me. I believe it's a 15-hour drive. So it's so I've been on both campuses, University of Memphis 
as well as Texas A&M. We do an annual road trip when UCLA plays some good football teams. So we five years ago, we went to Memphis. We got to check out Graceland and it was probably 98 degrees, humid, sticky, but we had a great time in Memphis. For those of you who are listening, you have Graceland right there. You have the Arkansas River. There's a dog race track if you like betting on, on dogs. But the campus, eh, it's all right. But now let's go into Texas A&M because you have an opinion of you did not like the campus. What did you not like about it? Um, so it's just uh, going around. It's very, I want to say, like sort of like a militaristic. Like it was, you got the feel of the Corps cadet, uh, which is like so big there. And I was just like, I don't want to wake up every morning like it's a drill. You know what I mean? Uh, walking around campus. And it's funny how you mentioned that. I have a friend, his son goes there. He's part of the ROTC. Okay. Uh, it's my take, very flat. And the buildings, everything's so brand new, that brick, cobblestone, or, or yep. that marble, that or not marble, but that cobblestone look, very right. light. The stadium, Kyle Field, is amazing, though. Beautiful. And, and I did mention, I don't want to take anything away from Texas A&M, but everyone we went there for the football game, everyone was so nice. All the Texas A&M grads I've met are so nice. So that's funny how those are the two schools. I've been to both universities. I've been on over 125 universities. That's why you should be listening to this podcast if you're a student or a parent, because then when I do talk to people like you, we could resonate. We could talk about uh, these universities. Now, University of Houston, I've never been to. So- for a student listening, for a parent listening, it's a big university. It's in the if, if I'm not mistaken, it's it's like in the middle of Houston, so it's not like a college town. Walk me through some of the highlights. Let's 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 pretend we're walking on campus. All right. So where are we going to start, Ben? You have like thirty seconds or a minute to sell me on Houston by walking me, painting the picture, painting that beautiful picture of University of Houston. Go. All right. Oh, I never, never thought I was going to be a tour guide. <laughs> um, so first off, we start on campus. My favorite, my favorite spot is we have these fountains, like pretty dead center in the middle of campus. Uh, at night, they light them up, cougar red, very tall fountains. It's fantastic. I like go out there, do my homework, sit on the grass, and just it's it's a nice it's a nice atmosphere, and that's really kind of just like the center of where everybody goes. Next to that, we have – I spend most of my time in the library. I'm not going to lie these days. No, uh, wait, stop right there. You spend most of your time in the library. Yep. yep. You're not kidding me. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I I wish I was. I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I would say freshman year, I came in. I had a great time. And then I was like, okay, maybe the library is where I should be spending more time. <laughs> All right, so we walk by the library. Right, we walk by the library, um, and I mean, it's it's. I think we have forty five thousand students now, so it's it's bustling. And uh, we walk by the library. There's a fountain by the library as well, a statue. There's a lot of art on campus, which I think is really nice. There are like statues and stuff like that. And then the student center is right around the corner. I I really like the campus because. Well, it's big, but everything feels so small and so connected where it's like, okay, I have class, but I can leave like I have class at one, but I can leave the library at twelve fifty two and still make it there on time. So that's that's I that's what I love about this campus. Now, where are all the athletic facilities? Where's is that like lower campus to the east, to the west? 
Yeah, so it's actually on the like the I want to say the west the west side of campus. It's all sort of lined up. So we have uh, TDECU Stadium, our football stadium. Um, then just I would say maybe a minute or two walk down, we have uh, Guy V. Lewis, our development facility, our practice facility for basketball. And attached to that, attached to our practice facility is the Fertitta Center. So it's all it's all really close to each other. And we have our athletics alumni center right next to that. Um, so it's kind of like a row of our athletics. And that's, I'm telling you, your president has a lot to do with that, just the involvement, not only on the athletic facilities, but what about some of the beauty? You talked about the art. What about the growth of, I think there's like technology bridge or that whole park and research area. Do you go, do you get a chance to get by there? Not too often. Uh, I, I try to stay on, I try to stay on my business side of campus. Uh, <laughs> but when I, when I do go over there, it's very nice. Uh, I really love it. Uh, we have a satellite student center over on that area of campus, which right now it's closed, but it's coming back. I want to say next year, totally remodeled, redone, and it's going to have a whole bunch of food. And it's a great study spot. And if I'm not mistaken, your, your major is business. It is business management. Did you get in direct business admit? Yeah, so I applied for the. Um, I got into the business honors program. Um, that's one of the reasons I actually wanted to come to Houston as well, because their their Bauer honors program is uh, top tier uh, to say the least. So um, it's it's a it's a prestigious degree, and I I really really wanted that. So I'm glad we're talking about that because this is something we always talk about with students and parents that are listening. Bauer's business direct the honors program because you can go to University of Houston. Right, and then you get a three, two, eleven hundred on the SAT, twenty four ACT, but you got a thirty two on the ACT, and you got in honors business program. So, what is honors business program? How does that impact a student compared to someone not getting into honors uh, to the business program? Yeah, so uh, my favorite class that I'm taking this semester is actually a marketing class. Um, and what makes it, I feel, it's so much different. So this t- class is typically, um, I want to say the class size is like 100, 100-ish, 100, uh, give or take. Uh, and it's in a lecture hall. But because I'm in honors, my class is 18 or 19 kids. So it's really, I can talk to the professor. The professor knows all our names. Uh, it's really interactive, actually. So it's I, I learn more and that prepares me better like for the future, right? Because now not only am I just taking notes, writing down notes on the slides or whatever he's saying, now I'm interacting and having a conversation on how these principles might apply in real life or how they do apply in real life. So the ratio, I love to ask this question uh, for, for all colleges. Your university has over 40,000 students, but in your specific classes, uh, the ratio, if I'm hearing correctly, 15 to 20 to one. Exactly. What was, but that's maybe your business classes. Talk to me about some of the GE or some of your lecture hall. What was the biggest uh, population of students in your class? The biggest, see, so like I said, I'm in the, I'm in the honors college. So I elected to take most of my classes in that smaller class size because I just felt like it would be easier for me and better for me to do that. Uh, There was a class that I almost had to take where it, I, I ended up taking it online because of COVID. This was freshman year. Ended up being, I, I want to say 200, 200 kids in one class, um, which which is bizarre to me. So, <laughs> And you know what, though, Ben? 200 is not that bad. Like, yeah. but 
my my daughters uh, that that are at Washington and Wisconsin, some of their biggest lecture halls were like three hundred. Like wow. I'm hearing some students that come on my podcast, three four hundred students, right? But then if you're there's some smaller uh, ratios, if, especially like in your honors business class, and if if a student's listening, that's so key especially on those honor classes or any type of uh, college you go to, find out what the ratio is. Uh, if you're learning, if, do you learn better in the smaller environments like that 15 to 20 to one? So uh, University of Houston, student union, talk to me about the student union. You walk in, talk to me about like, is it a hip place? What type of foods are there? Do I hang out at the student union? Okay, yeah. So I, I like walking in when as soon as you walk through the doors. Um, it's there's sort of it's a, it's there's a big I don't know really how to describe it. It's a big staircase going down to our where we have you know bowling, um, the sort of pool you know arcade games. It's all down there. Uh, but on these stairs, on these huge steps, um, and of course there's little stairs going by them, but. Uh, we have outlets and everything, and that's where a lot of people like to do their homework. Everybody kind of chills there, relaxes there, um, you know, groups of five or whatever it might be, or just by yourself. Um, so that's one of the neatest parts of, of a student center, in my opinion. Um, upstairs, we have our study rooms and our ballrooms um, and our meeting rooms, conference rooms, whatever you want to call them. Um, those are all upstairs. You have to um, – it's not rent. But you have to get, you know, you have to reserve them ahead of time at the front desk. But that's what's upstairs. And then the food, my favorite part, of course, uh, <laughs> we have Mondo's Subs. It's just a little sub shop. Uh, Panda Express, Chick-fil-A, and McDonald's are in there. And they actually, we have a, a burrito place. I want to say it's called Asado. It's like Chipotle, basically. Who has the biggest line? Chick-fil-A, by far. That uh, You get there, if you get to the student center at the wrong time, that Chick-fil-A line is going around the corner out the door it's insane <laughs> is there an on-campus bar is there like a bar where people can you know go, get a pitcher of beer drinks and sit out in and whatever the walkway or the terrace definitely uh the den is what it's called and oh shout out to the owner ben norman i love that guy <laughs> ben norman owner of the den the that's den right in houston that's right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's it's right across from, ironically, the rec center. So you can get your workout and be healthy and then go get a beer on the other side of the road. <laughs> now, is that like packed on a, on a Friday happy hour on a Thursday night? So, I mean, during COVID, I was like, this is a nice relaxing spot, right? I can just come here. I can have a beer and I can go home. And I'd be like, oh, this is nice. It was a nice relaxing night. If you go to the den on a Monday night, on a Monday night now, it is, you will not find a chair. It is packed, absolutely packed out the door. Mondays, for this, it's, I don't care if it's midterms, I don't care if it's finals, it's packed. It's unbelievable. So, and this is right on campus. It's right on campus. All right. So, since we're on this topic, we're switching from the den, which is a great on campus bar facility. Mondays is when you want to go there. What are some bars to hang out at if, if I'm a you're a sophomore so let's talk about how is the college bar scene for the University of Houston where am I hanging out where do I want to be well Houston's crazy I mean I, I mean it's like I say it's huge it's diverse um, whatever you feel like going to that whether it's Latin music whether it's 
dance music, whether it's house music. I mean, they have everything in Houston, which is crazy. So you can really go all over. I know some of our typical haunts. I know because I'm in Greek life. uh, We like to go to um, it's like an underground bar or an underground club. Actually, it's called the vault. Christian's tailgate. They have multiple locations. That's a more relaxed bar. Typically, you can go there with friends and relax, have a good time. Uh, they have karaoke nights there, though, and uh, those always get pretty crazy. <laughs> and how is is the fake IDs? Is Houston a tough scene? Because it's a big metropolitan city, so you know, like the Seattle's are tough. Where my daughter goes in Seattle, but where the campus is, there's areas where you can use a fake ID. So at University of Houston, where are college students uh, going? Maybe that where you mentioned, or is it? Are they strict with fake IDs? Uh, it really depends on the on the place. So I know um, there's definitely a few clubs around that you just know, like okay, if you like if you're not 21, you're not getting in with a with a fake ID. That said, there are a lot of places, definitely for sure. I would say I'd say it's 50 50 really on if fake IDs work because generally they they're just trying to get people inside. So. Uh, I call it by. So if I'm a freshman, where are you telling me to go? Ooh, there we go. Like I said, it's a, it's a, I mean, my personal favorite has to be the vault. Uh, if you get in, um, they have a nice little bottle or nice little glass of Prosecco for you as soon as you walk in. So it's, you feel classy before you walk down. It just and, sounds yeah. nice, the vault. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> That's the place. That's the, the vault and the den. There, and then you'll be set. Perfect. Now, when I go to Houston, I'm going to make it a point to go to the vault and go to the den. Now, if I'm 21, where are you hearing? Where where are the places where you want to, if you're an upperclassman, where do you want to hang out? Washington. Washington um, is, Washington Street is where I would say, I mean, I don't want to say the grown up bars, right? Right. (laughs) That's, that's, that's when, when you start just going out casually, more casually, and it's not like, okay, we're going to party tonight, right? That's when you go to Washington. It's just, it's, it's not really like 6th Street in Austin, but it is just like a street of bars. I, I'm laughing because I'm thinking here we are talking about University of Houston. I'm thinking we call it 36, right? <laughs> and then we call Rainy Street. Rainy Street is is probably the Washington Street of University of Houston. So there's some more classy exactly. uh, establishments. What's one classy establishment that you might have gone to or you've heard of? Oh, yeah, see, I, I tend to stay away from those. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not there yet, Ben. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm still at the little kid bars, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're at the JV bars. <laughs> exactly, right. <laughs> so if mom and dad are in town, where are you taking them to dinner? Where are they taking you and your friends to dinner? Uh, okay, so there's a, there's a little say. It's in East Downtown, um, right by the convention center, sort of by the Toyota Center as well. There's, I mean, there's just, there's a group of restaurants right there that I, I could go to each one in a row just that night. <laughs> there's Rodeo Goat. Uh, it's a great burger place. Um, there's, um, what is, it? it was Chapman and Kirby's. Just really nice places down there. I really, and I really love that part of town as well. Excellent. Now you mentioned your part of Greek life. Did you rush your fall semester freshman year or spring semester of your freshman year? I rushed my spring semester. All right, so let's talk about the difference. First, what fraternity are you in? I'm in Alpha Sigma Phi. Alpha Sigma Phi. Now, for those that are listening, if you're a guy, all right, our parents, are we ranking Alpha Sigma Phi top tier, middle tier, or 
bottom tier. Well, well, don't let this get back to my brothers, but <laughs> I would put us, I would put us at the bottom of the top tier. Uh, so we're up there, but we're we're below the real alpha dogs. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and and so we're consistent with alpha. Who are the alpha dogs? Are they uh... here? It's pie pie cap. So okay. I'll say pie capify. All right, pie caps with alpha dogs. So yep. you're, you're you're like that number three seed, number four seed, right? You, right, you're, exactly. You're right there. Um, why didn't you rush in the fall? Uh, so I came in here. Um, I had just uh, when I came in in the fall, I had just started the student manager thing. Um, I was also writing a few articles for the Daily Cougar uh, in the sports section. That's our school newspaper. Um, and so I just didn't really have the time. And then when I dropped the Cougar and I realized that I could really balance basketball in school, I was like, you know, these are a great group of guys. I like hanging out with these guys. I like going out. We, we party together all the time. Um, I just, just try to be a part of something bigger. So in your spring rush, talk to me about spring rush because fall is typically a larger class. Uh, spring rush, was it ongoing rush or was it a specific for spring? Sometimes it changes with different universities. How did your spring rush work? So just recently, actually, we're now allowed to, our nationals just allowed us to uh, rush all year. But how it was is, you know, we have that little window where we can, when I was rushing, um, where, where you can really rush people. Uh, and that's how it was when I joined. Um, it was coming off of, so that spring semester, the fall semester, everything was shut. It was COVID. So everything was really, I mean, it was a shutdown, but not a whole lot of people on campus, not a whole lot going on. Then the spring came along and stuff starts reopening and everything starts getting more and more people. That was when I was like, okay, I'm spending time with these guys, you know, constantly or a lot or consistently. What's been the greatest uh, memory or experience of being in your fraternity so far? I mean, I feel like probably everybody gives this answer, but the brotherhood, honestly, it's great to be uh, a part of a group of guys like that. Um, Just kind of like pushing each other to be better. And then at the same time, we can still mess around with each other make fun of each other, you know, you know how it is. So, uh, it's, it's a really great time and I, and I, and I love my brothers. So, well, it's funny how you mentioned, uh, the brotherhood and, and again, we're talking with Ben Dravel, a former student manager of university of Houston in his sophomore year. Now this is part of the March madness, uh, episodes that I have on the student manager podcast as a student manager at Long Beach state, I was also in a fraternity, so that balance, I remember the balance, but my priorities besides academics, right, academics, mom and dad want to hear academics, <laughs> it was basketball, then my fraternity. I missed a lot of things, right? So in your instance, you're now a sophomore, you're in the fraternity, but you're not part of the basketball team because I believe, and we'll talk about it because now you're in an internship with the rugby, t- uh, professional rugby team out in Houston. How... How did you balance basketball and fraternity for those that are listening? Because some might was, want to say, I want to go Greek life, but then some might want to say, you know what? I want to be part of something and maybe I could do this student manager. So talk to, talk to my audience about that. Yeah. So just like you, I feel like you put it perfectly. Um, I, t- I told the fraternity when I was rushing, I said, Hey, um, here's the deal. My obviously school, but basketball is going to come first. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have to miss these events because I'm much more dedicated to 
this, I mean, it wasn't really an internship, but, it, you know, this experience with the basketball team, um, getting my connections there, being like, this is my career, right? This is my future. I'm going to focus on that before I'm going to, you know, lose that and commit to fraternity, you know, fun stuff. So I told them right out the gate and they, they were, they were open to that. Right. So, I mean, partying tailgate, people always want to hear about the tailgate Houston Cougar football team. I watch them on Saturdays. I watch them sometimes during the weeknight. How is a Houston Cougar tailgate and kind of talk about the tailgating experience, the fraternity and Greek life. Oh, I love tailgates. <laughs> I was... And why do you love tailgates? <laughs> <laughs> oh man so we had uh, i was actually the tailgate chair for our fraternity so i was in charge of setting it all up and all this different stuff uh so i would get there uh, i mean our games are usually nighttime games or you know evening whatever it might be so i would get there uh i want to say like five hours beforehand set up everything uh get everything set up as soon as everything's set up you can sit down you can have your beers you can relax but uh we have tailgates here the location's fantastic so i tailgated out at a&m actually recently and the greek life tailgates um not the not the actual tailgates but the greek life ones are it was a 15 15 18 minute walk from the stadium uh and so you and really this have is to, at a&m this is at a&m this is at a&m so here greek life our tent is the closest to the gates so you you leave the tent you walk straight at like 30 steps, you're in the stadium. That's uh, probably the dr- the walk of, not the walk of shame, but they're the, the, just the drunken walk to the football the stumble, stadium. right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a quick one. So uh, how is how are the sororities there? I mean, as a guy, right? Like how's the, I'll just say the talent. How's the talent? <laughs> Uh, there's definitely some beautiful women out here. That is for sure. Um, in Houston, I said super diverse, um, or diverse. I mean, it's, it's great. It's a great city. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I I'm going to have, I have a son coming up and, and, and we're, we just talked about it today going to school, like, Hey, spring break, let's just pick a couple schools out, you know, and we're, we're talking about some Arizona schools. He's talking about ASU university, of Arizona. Uh, and, and I might have to just throw in Houston. There you go. Those of you listening, we might have to add Houston to your list of visits. I mean, you're right there visiting TCU and Baylor and SMU. And those of you, you aren't going to Texas. I've had a couple guests on from Texas. You got to be super smart to get into Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Texas is pretty crazy. (laughs) So let's talk about some experiences. I mean, now that you're not a student manager, uh, of the team, do you still is that bond still the brotherhood still with some of the former managers or some of the former players? Or more importantly, do you still keep in touch with the coaching staff, which can ultimately help you in your future? Definitely. Uh, so I was at the game actually last night. We played Cincinnati, and shout out, we beat them, of course. Definitely. <laughs> Um, but uh yeah so i I was at the game last night and after the game i i during the game really i was saying hello to some of my you know old old fellow student managers um it was it was great it was great to see them all again after the game i helped them you know put their stuff away you know clean up the bench i helped them i was like okay you know for old time's sake right (laughs) honorary honorary student manager ben (laughs) drable exactly exactly but yeah, and then I talked to some of the coaches, um, 
def- it's it's a real family atmosphere. The UH uh, men's basketball program, um, the Samps. So Kelvin is the, of course the head coach. Kellen's the assistant coach, and then Lauren uh, is there as well. And so it's it's just a real family culture, and it's it's great to be a part of. Do you miss it? Oh, for sure, definitely. So why did you leave, and what are you doing now? Uh, I left because when my school started declining, or uh, my grades started declining, I mean, I, they, they wanted me there 40 to 45 hours a week, really kind of unofficially, because, you know, with practice, shoot-arounds, it's just a constant thing. And for a program like Houston, um, the players are always, they're always in the gym. Someone's always working out, someone's always shooting. Um, so they just kind of expect student managers to be there all the time. And as soon as, like, it really came to, why are you not here more often? I was like, okay, like, I can't do this. Um, you don't get paid, really. So I was like, there's a lot of hours. Not, I can't really, I, I've got my connections already. I think it's time to start a new chapter. And so I applied uh, to be the arena operations uh, paid internship with the Houston Sabercats, our rugby team here, our professional rugby team here in Houston. Another pro for Houston. I mean, there's so many sports opportunities here, so many pro teams, so many. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. So, yeah, now I work there. So let me ask you this, because if grades and academics was impacting, because as a student manager, those are listening, uh, it's not for everybody. You could just go be a student, Greek life, because that's a community in itself. But being part of an athletic team, not to mention being a student manager, it's a full-time job. So your grades were impacted. So if someone's listening, if you had to do it all over again, or what recommendation would you give to either that male or female student that's interested in being part of an athletic team or even being a student on the team, how to keep those grades up because you're there to get your degree and yeah, to, to the experience, but you've gone through it. What would you say? I would say, uh, and this goes more for student managers than it does for players. Um, there's always going to be a coach, you know, helping you out, getting, making sure that you're getting those good grades. But uh, for student managers specifically, Set boundaries, right? Um, that's something I didn't do initially, and then I started at the end. Set boundaries, right? I'm, I need to go to these classes. I need to know I cannot come and rebound right now. I have an assignment I have to do. Like, it's a group project. I need to do it now, right? Uh, set those boundaries. Don't let them... Control and dictate you. Exactly. Exactly. So you, you got to really take a stance. Exactly, yep. What did you learn from Coach Sampson? I mean, this guy's a phenomenal NCAA men's basketball coach. What's one thing that you'll take away from him that you'll have for the rest of your life? I mean, if someone wants to go into sports, um, well, I guess there's a couple of things. Uh, but as someone who wants to go into sports, um, culture means more than talent. Is something that I really take away. Um, and I know we've, we've talked about this. You saw at the Houston-Wisconsin game, I believe it was. Houston doesn't give up. Houston will never give up, and that's why on, we don't really get blown out because we're always diving on the floor for loose balls, uh, and that's actually how we got our double OT win the other night was when Ramon dives on the floor and uh, makes the play. But um, culture 
is better than talent is some a big takeaway of mine and then also toughness you have you have to be tough um and that comes sort of in all aspects of life right you get knocked out you make a bad play uh practice coach Sampson will he'll get on your butt for sure he'll get all he'll be all over you and then if if you he'll watch you he does that on purpose and he watches you how is he going to react to be getting on this player and if he rea- reacts positively He's, I wouldn't say rewarded, but he's appreciated. If he reacts negatively, Coach Sampson just goes off on him. It's You need toughness in life, mental toughness for sure. What you just hit on is what I talk about to my kids, to friends, to families. Maybe because we learned that. I learned that as a student manager. But especially where we live in Southern California, people are too soft. Yes, Parents out there, your students and kids are too soft. They got to be mentally tough because not only just in the sports world, but when they graduate, the real life out there and that mental toughness. That's why I love having guests on like you sharing these experiences. I don't care if you're a student or not a student manager or whatever. You come on and you talk about what you learn from others. And that's one thing I learned uh, from my coach, Seth Greenberg, who's the ESPN college basketball analyst, that mental toughness. And you talk about your team. I mean, this is the college basketball March episode of the student manager podcast. I went to that game in Vegas, Houston, coming off the final four, having Marcus Sasser ranked number 11, playing against this Wisconsin team that had four people graduate, picked to finish seventh in the Big Ten, get off to 11-0 run. And my buddy, who's a alum from Wisconsin, I said, you know what? I said, this Houston team, I go, just watch for number one, Marcus Sasser. And and they were up by 16 at halftime. And I said, Houston will make the run. They're mentally tough. And still at this time, here we are in March. I didn't know how good this Wisconsin basketball team was going to be. And, And Houston pushed back and they came like within two or three points before uh, Wisconsin closed it out one by five. And at that point I said, this Houston team's still going to be good. And you guys were ranked and only lost three or four games. And then you see this Wisconsin team with this Johnny Davis, who's a sophomore, who's becoming like a lottery NBA pick, Chucky Hepburn, a freshman. He hits the game winning shot last night to clinch a co-share of the big 10 championship. And I'm like, wow. So watch him come from playing Houston. Cause I still think Houston is going to, do some damage in the NCAA tournament without Sasser, even without Marcus Sasser. Cause you have fate is what year is Fabian white. Fabian's the fifth year. He's, he's going to be done after this, after this. Okay. Um, but then is it Kyler Edwards or who's, who's the fresh? There's a, you have a fresh, you have a young guy. I, I don't know who it is. Jamal shed Jamal okay. shed at point guard. Yes. So I'm, I, I've seen Fabian white. I'm seeing people just step up for Marcus Sasser. Cause he's out for the year, but I think Houston's, coming together as a team and no one really has them. I mean, they were, went to the final four, but no one really has them going deep. I don't, I, I don't know why, but I, I did this to the manager last year. Uh, Sheev Patel, he's the manager of Baylor university. I put him on the spot and I said, who's going to win the national championship? This was a of course. I mean, Baylor was like number two in the nation at the time they go on and win. He comes back on my podcast. So I'm going to do the same thing to you, Ben. Uh, having some ties with the University of Houston basketball team. Here we are, March Madness. First, what what type of seed do you see them getting, and how deep of a run do you see them making? 
So right now, we have, I want to say, two games left in our regular season. Uh, I think we're projected right now a three or four seed uh, going into the tournament, which I'm totally okay with. It takes the pressure off sort of these upsets that you see sometimes with the two and the 15. But, yeah, I see us, I see us walking in as a three seed. Uh, and then I, I, I would say we can make it back to the Final Four. Uh, I, yes. know, I know we're making it to the Elite Eight. Eight. Okay, so I like how you're very confident. You know you're going to make it to the Elite Eight. You'll make it to the Final Four if if we can score. If we can score the ball, we have like like you said, Marcus Sasser done for the season. He's our best scorer by far. Tremont Mark, great scorer, great playmaker. He's out for the season. Now it's really on Kyler, right? Kyler had a six game streak. I think he shot twenty three percent from the field. If he if he gets his shot back, and then if we have Fabe contributing, Fabian White, Maul needs to needs to step up his efficiency a little bit from the field field goal percentage standpoint. Then we make it to the final four. Well, there you have it. You heard it from Ben Dravel, former student manager of University of Houston Cougars. He's a sophomore, loving being on campus, sharing real raw stories and experiences, helping college students, or I'm sorry, helping high school students and parents with the college search admission process. Uh, business major. Okay, we're going to have to follow your track because obviously now my podcast, we're, we're growing. We're going to have the hiring manager coming out next. And it's all about the hiring process, right? So I put you on the spot. I've asked you like some questions and you got this internship at, for the Houston. Is it the, is it the safe? What, what's the rugby Saber cats. Yeah. Saber cats. So here's a little prelude to the hiring manager. I'm going to put Ben on the spot right now. Ben, why should I hire you? Why should you hire me? Um, I have, I have the experience, I have the knowledge, I'm willing to work hard, right? So often with being a student manager, you know, it's all about working hard. It's all about working hard. It's not about, I mean, obviously you need to have some skills with it, but who's gonna, who's willing to stay at the facility and do laundry till, you know, 1.30 in the morning tonight, right? It's always about being around, um, working your hardest, right? Giving your all, all the time, 100% of your effort. And that's something I really, I took away from being a manager. And that's something I like to... Like I do it here for the rugby team now, like seven. I think my boss, my boss is coming in at nine nine a.m. I I show up at seven a.m. when I get my I get my stuff done in the morning, uh, so I can really be there for him. Early's on time. On time is late. You don't want to be late. He said working hard, and I was going to ask a second follow up question. Give me a specific of you working hard. He brought up the laundry. That was that. That's bringing back old memories. If I uh, so g- great, g- we're gonna have to work on fine tune it a little bit. But if I said thirty second elevator pitch, have you heard that term before? I have. Yes. Here we go. Putting me on the spot, huh? <laughs> uh, thirty second elevator pitch. All right. I would say. I'm the best man for the job because I'm willing to do whatever it takes uh, to see a program succeed, right? Laundry, 2 a.m., uh, being on the court. I remember there's times when uh, Q or Quentin Grimes would always in the gym, he'd come, you know, he would go to practice, we'd have shoot around, you'd rebound for both of those. He'd leave for a couple hours, and then he'd come back and he'd text you, hey, like, I need you to let me in, I need you to rebound for me. And then I'm there for another three hours after that. Um, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Hungry and a hustler. Exactly. Ben, it's been great having you on the Student Manager Podcast. I'm going to, again, try to get you some Garrison Brothers whiskey from 
the state of Texas, right? That's that's my future partner, my branding. I'm trying to really pump them up. If uh, uh, well, well, if we get some out there, we'll definitely get some your way. We're going to be following the Houston Cougars in the NCAA tournament. It is March Madness. It's my favorite time of the year. I don't even like to work in my real job. I'd rather just do this and talk to students all day long and talk about the colleges and universities. And uh, again, thank you for being a guest for the Fonger News and the student manager. I am out. Thank you so much.